Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the cast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Pop Culture Podcast. I am your host, Papa Minnow, and as always, I'm joined by my trusty co-host, the Phage Bandit himself, Gabe Epphard. Gabe, how are you doing today? What up? I'm good, man. I'm tired. I'm hungry and tired, but I'm good. You're not riding the high, bro? I, I, I was, but today I'm just running around. So I've been riding the high, like, this week. Um, just just capitalizing off some opportunities makes, it, makes your boy feel good. So I'm doing good. I'm just trying to get that energy back. It's good to hear. Yeah, this, is, this has been a good week, <laughs> given the circumstances of the past few weeks. Um, it's good to see that a lot of people tuned into this episode that we did on Thursday, episode 58 who will survive in america if you haven't checked it out you can definitely give it a listen uh basically just me and gabe giving our thoughts on the whole situation going on in the states and globally with all the protests and the reforms that are going through but it was really good to see the support from that episode it was our number one rated episode on itunes if i had the regular digital claps i would be playing them right now so there were some real ones on Spotify, we got 11 new followers. So now we're at a total of 90 followers on Spotify alone. We got 473 unique listeners. Uh, SoundCloud gave us 500 plays from last week. Usually it's a little bit less than that. Probably I'd say like a fifth or a quarter of that number. The demographic was really surprising too. Well, not really because I've been saying this for a while, and this is part of the reason why I didn't want to – stick with an all sports podcast that we originally had women support yeah i don't know if you know this but women fucking support (laughs) i don't know what it is about guys we just have some kind of ego where we feel like it's fragile to like help our buddies and shit like that but girls will ride for you like 50 percent of our listens came from women uh 44 percent came from men and then the remaining six percent were non-binary or (laughs) non-specified that's me um (laughs) itunes put this as our number one uh episode ever um can you take a guess of what our second best episode was ever uh you're not gonna guess it. Yeah, but, there's no way. But take, but just take a shot. Just take a shot. Like the which like number or like topics? Do you remember what that one was about? The second ranked episode. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll tell you. I'll reveal it if you take a guess on which episode you think it was. Bro, I couldn't even tell you. Like, I... all right. Well, the second best rated episode was Roberts running rampant, which was one of our earlier episodes in which we discussed. <laughs> um, what's his name? R. Kelly going to jail and shit like that. Don't ask me why that's don't ask me why that's our second most popular episode on iTunes, but it is. And then we've also got 31 five-star ratings, which gives us a huge boost and helps us a lot to get recognized within iTunes uh, searching rankings and stuff like that. And shout out to everyone who gave us a lot of shares as well, too. A lot of people shared the podcast and yeah, I got like yeah, ten times as many shares as usual. You know what's funny is threats work. (laughs) I like 
because like we posted, I put it up, we put it up a while ago, but then like two days ago, I put that one. I was like, reshare. How are you going to be about that life and be talking all week, put a black box up? And then literally so many people came on Facebook and everything, like got, actually got like an extra 20 shares just by being like, I'll expose you. I'll start putting names out. And so I had a bunch of people reach out. I haven't talked to in forever. We're resharing and posted on their story and that like, I didn't really have enough time to like post it back up, but I appreciate that. I know for a fact people actually like, listen listen too yeah i was getting some review ba reviews back on just some of the topics which they agreed and disagreed with so that's always appreciated and it was nice um yeah as to start promoting it worked and <laughs> what do you see what do you do the episode itself was 58 minutes and the average listening time was like 52 minutes so most people got Ooh. close to the end of the entire episode so um yeah, shout out to everyone who who was sharing it and spread spread the episode out. It was funny because you called out your mom like literally <laughs> on Facebook, like, and then she reshared it. Yeah, and, yeah, and then it worked. Like, where yeah, was Noel? <laughs> my mom loves that stuff. Like anything, so it makes her feel involved. So yeah, well, I mean, she's been day one supporting. So yeah, she always yeah. gives me review. I like, I know she already listened. I just I wanted to make her feel <laughs> part of it. Yeah. Shout out to Mama Epard. But yeah, yeah, you can you can find this episode, uh, this is episode 59 on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Um, as always, continue to like, rate, review, subscribe, share, um, and follow on whatever platform you happen to be listening to this on. The reviews help us a lot, like I mentioned earlier. Um, helps us get found in iTunes rankings. Uh, we're going to start this podcast off with a recap, though, because you went out on your protest last week in Waterloo. What did yeah. you find out <laughs> about the people of Waterloo? Honestly, I was like, I didn't know what to expect, because, like, every time I've been out here, it's been, like, COVID season, basically, for the most part. Um, like, I haven't really done much. Like, I haven't even gone out, like, to bars or anything. Yeah. Once or twice. So, uh, but it was, it was, it was actually, it was good, though, because they got all the speakers they got from um, Waterloo and Laurier, like, who are in the social, like, justice issues and stuff and do that at school and are the counselors and that for minorities in the clubs and that. And so, obviously, the speakers were informed. Um, it was – which, okay, this is what I also hate because when that Black Lives Matter stuff was happening with Canada, remember the Pride Parade and um, – this was a few years ago. Yeah, a few years ago, they had like a little bit of a beef because the cops were at the Pride Parade. Yeah, and everyone's giving them shit because like, well, black people don't even have trouble here. Like, what about the indigenous? But the Black Lives Matter here is always rep for the indigenous people um, and always spoken up for them. And a lot of that, like a good 30% of the conversation was um, about policing and not correctly like treating the indigenous and native people here, which is important, obviously, right? Like, yeah. The this is this is their country and that and that's what i'm i was pretty happy about too because that's obviously a huge portion of the issues we have in canada so and i hate that excuse because they even at the pride parade it was about indigenous rights too and it was just black people speaking up for them yeah. so that that was good it was hell a bit like i would say like a good six seven thousand eight thousand people there um the yeah that's a big crowd yeah and uh they have a huge portion of like refugees and incoming people like low-income housing downtown for people that come in i've started to like meet some people when i go like hoop in that so uh it's yeah like there was a like the demographic was there's a lot more minorities there than i expected so it was good man the atmosphere was you know also i'll give credit to them is the cops weren't even there like they were on the outside a little bit um but just like they, watching like just yeah i mean they have to be there with that many people but they weren't in the middle i didn't even, honestly i didn't even know this so i left like they weren't anywhere around the speakers they weren't in the crowd they're just uh traffic controlling because the streets were shut down right so uh <laughs> i'll give them a little pro like for canada it like most of the cities have gone off really well and the policing is a bit different it was nice to see them stay uh, actually no cop here and you know what he like uh, so i know a cop here and he was like honestly i've spoken to him and he was like, honestly, the way America treats policing and like black people and stuff is terrible. And he was dropping statistics and everything about like the difference in sentencing and all that. So I'll give yeah. him, props. I'll give him props for that. Like they seemed informed in that, and they stayed the stayed the fuck out of the way. So I think that's what's important. So it was really, I was honestly shocked by how many people were there, and there's tons of people sign. I think everyone had a sign. I felt out of place because I didn't have a sign. <laughs> but uh, did you did you start any chants though? 
no, man, it's not my place. It's not my city. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so it's I, like it's not like I said. I'm just I came in. I'm an outsider too. So that they had people there. Yeah, but it's your movement at the same time too. It, that, it that's I'm, your chance for your voice to be to be. I'm going back to Van. I'm going to put on. So <laughs> that's my city. Uh, like, I'm about to be the first. I'm about to be the Bel- Malcolm X of Vancouver. Um, but here, I just I they had a bunch of great speakers and that. So I let it be. Like I, I don't even have jokes. It went went off well, and they represented. They put in people there too. So uh, it, it went really well. And it's weird. Like I've seen. It's just weird to see so many white people down for the cause now too. Um, like friends of friends were there. Yeah like the young 20s and stuff. It's obviously part like a social event. You can tell, but it was, uh, it was, it was nice to see, man. I was really shocked. At how yeah. The Waterloo's not only like 200,000 here and they still got like seven, eight. So it was pretty impressive. I was listening to that actually about um, having like a lot of young white people out and helping out. <clears throat> I heard on like another podcast because when you see it, like you don't really think that like there's that many people that are down for the cause. Like, basically you kind of just assume that everyone doesn't really give a fuck, but to see that many people out, like it's just dope to see that there's that many people literally supporting the same cause that you're supporting. And also, like, I want to put this one more out there. Cause I get some jokes that people like, can okay, I make jokes about it in that? But I've been down, I've been going these for five years. I went to the one in Vancouver when there's like a hundred people there for Trayvon. I went to the Freddie Gray one. There's only like 200 people there too. So I've, I've like noticed and paid attention to see the movement grow and like i've been a part of it since i was in my young 20s um so just for all you haters out there making <laughs> jokes, making jokes um and even like go back i'm like yeah i've just been but i've seen them i've seen the movement grow like i remember the trayvon down in van there was literally like less than 200 people there and there was like in a corner of the little street and stuff so it's dope to see it grow and to see so many non-minorities so yeah it's it was good the experience was good Got How long some, were you out there for? Two hours, maybe. Oh, that's that's long. Yeah, well, because they spoke for about 45 minutes. And then, like, I, I didn't even plan on staying that long. But everyone marched. Like, no one bounced after the speaking, the speakers were done. Yeah, so, so at that I, point, you're like, you're, you're, you're riding yeah, this out. It. Like, I was in the middle of the crowd, too. And I could be like, out of my way. I did my part. <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, I was down there for two hours. It, was, it shut down the streets for the good, like, from, like, 6 to 10. Oh shit! Yeah, that's pretty. That's like, a, honestly, was, the crowd was huge. Like it was hard to get in there because I got like ten minutes late. But um, it, it all went super smooth and was respectful and the really good speakers and that too. So they touched on everything, America and Canada. Yeah, it was good to see. There was one in Toronto. I didn't get the chance to go because because I was two. working. Well, yeah, there was yeah there was two. Um, but yeah, I didn't get the chance to go because I was working. But um. It was interesting. It, it was interesting because the city of Toronto has been like boarding up the stores. Yeah, and they've been putting up wooden wooden planks all over their windows and stuff like that. And I guess they were expecting people to riot or break some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I mean, like it's understandable that they'd want to protect their properties, but I think it's just like a little bit of an over exaggeration to the circumstances. Yeah. Um, considering this is something that happened in the states and not something that happened here, so I don't see why people would be. The Toronto one was big about though, it. too. Yeah. But yeah, there was there was I could see it from my street and I could see quite a few uh, people there. Uh, my brother happened to go and he was saying there's like a couple hundred people that ended up walking to the streets and stuff like that as well too. So. Um, it did get quite a bit of traction. They, um, they shut down Van too. That one was like they had about like over five thousand, and it was like in the whole square and stuff. And it was big. So was really, like, did they put up? Did, did they board up their stores no, out there too? No. Vancouver's been through some rides too. Like I've been to a ride. In <laughs> yeah, you, they ride it over losing the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, I was there, bro. That was like that was surreal. That was the craziest <laughs> experience of my life because I got stuck there. And I was watching the they played on the billboard like the Raptors do. Yeah. And people, I was there when the very first car went up, sitting right there. And I see a little smoke, and it was all calm. And you just see, like, the smoke go up in the air. It was, like, something from a movie. And then you just see, like, one person lose it, two people lose it. And then next thing I see a car <laughs> from, I see a car from the fourth balcony of a parking garage flipped over the top. And then the whole, everyone just, like, was, like, it's on. And everyone just lost Wow. It. I think we had, like, two deaths, too, or something like that. Like, That's crazy. Yeah, so... Weren't you working, like, at a bar at that point? Yeah, I was at a bar. And then then you just, like, left your shift? Well, yeah, because, like, I was working at a bar right outside the thing. And I was, like, 
literally just get the fuck out. We like it was the bar got smashed too, so we're, we just had to just like leave. Um, so I left, and then I was I couldn't get out of that. They shut down all the roads. I couldn't get out to like twelve, so I was down there for like five hours trying to get home. I'm not gonna lie, some of that stuff sounds like it'd be fun. Like it was surreal. Just to have just to have a free pass to break some windows. <laughs> I did not. I did not break anything. I actually stopped a couple like people from fighting. Yeah, it was sort of like from a human perspective to see like just the chain of one person, two people, and then the whole crowd is all of a sudden losing it. Like girls were crying, like babies were being tossed. It was nuts. Babies were being tossed. Yeah. That is insane. Um, but yeah, real quick, I just did want to mention too that they were putting up, um, there were like places that were putting up bricks on the side of the road in anticipation for the Toronto um, protest. Really? Like people like trying to start shit? Yeah, because my boy, he showed me a, he showed me a picture. It was somewhere in the west end of Toronto, but there was literally bricks just posted up on the side of the street, and like no construction was happening in those areas. Yeah, that happened in the states. So it seems it's like cops doing that a bit in the states. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, there's so many different groups that are trying to uh, co-opt the the movement and yeah. like trying to. It's probably out of t- like it happens all the time. That's like in Vancouver, people came from out of town to do the Canucks riot. Like they came yeah. from like Washington and shit just to do it. So. Yeah, and that was my biggest thing with, like, the looting thing that, like, we were talking about last week. It's, like, there's so many different groups. You can't pinpoint one group that's starting it, right? Because everyone who's out there might have their own agenda and might be doing something just for the sake of trying to make other people look bad. So you can't necessarily pinpoint it on one demographic on, like, what's happening and stuff like that. Some people just want to see the world burn, too. (laughs) You you were one of them, but I do. But in the but yet now I don't know if you still have that same energy. I I mean I do. <laughs> if, if things get so problematic, at some point all you can do is restart. <laughs> You're moving to the suburbs and becoming a a dad <laughs> a dad dog. I know, but I'll still fight the power on weekends. Not after eight p.m. either. <laughs> Not after eight p.m. All right, let's move on to to the next topic. Do you want to talk about? How I think it, how Rona's over? Uh, I mean, no, but or yeah. what do you know? Didn't you have a topic you wanted to touch on before we even got into that about the Rona? Are we? I wanted to talk about <laughs> the. Um, I mean, being kind of in the middle ground of supporting and promoting yourself during all of this, the culture shift of obviously people want to support black business and our voices are being. Um, a bit than usual. Yeah. People obviously want to hear what we have to say. And I think like both of us are actually conscious of it and concerned and want to see the best for black people and minorities and stuff. But I think with promoting it, I was like, I'm still in that uncomfortable, like I did it, we did it, but I, I don't want to come off as, I think a lot of people still even see it as like, we're trying to take an advantage of a situation more than actually caring, like when you're you're running a business or um, creating something and you're using it to advertise. I mean, it was gr- <laughs> it was good. We got tons of listeners. People really wanted to hear what we had to say. But I think in the back of my head, every time I was doing something or like speaking about it or using the current situation to promote myself, making it kind of uncomfortable at times when I do it, and I had to question myself and how I actually feel like am I this passionate about it or am I passionate about pushing our podcast and um myself in journalism and things along those lines uh and I've had that conversation with a couple of people and I know some people they didn't say it out rightly but probably feel that that's what I was doing but then I've also spoken to other people and they've been like do it like this is you've you've dealt with it your whole life you get to des- you deserve to your voice to be heard and like thinking about it, I'm like, yo, I've been outspoken on this for no reason. If anything, it's hurt it. My opportunities or chances never been good for business at any point. And so now that it might sort of be an advantage or an opportunity to promote myself, I, we got to run with it. But I think, are you not semi-conscious of that at times too? To an extent, yes, like somewhat slightly. Uh, only because it kind of feels like you are taking advantage of it in a in a sense, but at the same time too, we've been about this for the longest time. Like this isn't yeah, this isn't something that like we just started doing. 
uh, a week ago, right? It's not like we just came out of nowhere and just started discussing these matters. Like we've been discussing these types of matters for years now. So it's like, it's more just so like the time has come where like you've been practicing for so long (laughs) and it's your, and it's like the bottom of the ninth inning, like you're at bat and this game rests on your shoulders to hit it out the park. Like it's basically just your time to shine is is how I see it more so. And that just kind of helps me like quell the issue of like me trying to think that like I'm taking advantage of something. Cause like you're not taking advantage of it. You're using your platform to speak on a matter that matters to you and you're using it to reach a further demographic that may not have heard it before. So you're like, you're doing the right thing in the situation. So I think that's more how you have to think about it more so than you're using it for your own quote unquote, uh, personal gain or personal benefit like it's not a selfish thing to do if that's what you're thinking about in that yeah situation. like and honestly i was way more excited to find ways to promote it and like talk about it and like confident in what i was saying and doing and i felt more comfortable with what the product we had produced and i wanted to share that because i like we are passionate about that so like i i after thinking about it, it's truly genuine because I really want like just creative ways to like I make jokes about it and stuff, but it's it's fun to me and like pushing something that I'm passionate about too. So it was a good week because it was something we were both wanted to speak about and it was it was it wasn't just the two hours that we were talking, it was the whole week. I felt like more aware and we're we're talking about it throughout the week, you know, and getting our feelings on that. So I mean it it, it is one hundred percent absolutely genuine. I'd be saying the same stuff without a podcast. It's exactly. Just, it's just nice to have a platform now. But yeah. I mean, it, it, it was at times in the back of my head. And I could see some people maybe alluding to, like they'll make jokes like, oh, it's your time and stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, alluding to that. But I, th- I think part of it too is because of how you bring it how you brought it up into the fold, oh, though. Like the course. way you promoted it. Like some of them, some of your jokes for me even were like a little bit edgy. I was like, yo, <laughs> this, guy's, me, this guy's making a bit of an edgy joke here. Like, I, I don't sure. know if he's crossing any lines or not. I'm just so uncomfortable with like seriousness that my, like my outlet is always obviously to be sarcastic in that. And I realized, yo, that some of them were bad. Like, I was like, oh God. Like I deleted it and put it up and I was like, fuck it, I'm doing it. I don't care. I don't care. And, uh, and then people would be like, yo, I had so many people comment and reply on them laughing and then they'd also be like, chill though <laughs> um, but then they're laughing the next one the next one i'm like you're feeding it so yeah i think i, I think i laughed at one of them but then in the back of my head i'm like yo like this guy's gotta really like reel it in here bring it i was back not reeling for anyone <laughs> this is wait, my art wait till i expose your dms on <laughs> on mlk wait till i expose what you said about martin luther king <laughs> uh, and you'll, then you'll be singing a different tune whatever i'll stand by it but yeah, no, it, it was it was a good week, and I really do appreciate like all the people who supported and and spread the word out there, and the people who hit us up and who continue to have discussions with us after the episodes and stuff like that, and who liked it. Like, there was a lot of people I didn't really expect to promote it, but they ended up posting it, and like that that actually meant a lot to me. So I do appreciate everyone, and shout out everyone who did uh, spread the word and and give us love on those episodes. You bunch of black box bitches, you better shit. <laughs> uh what did you do this weekend what did you do this weekend i chilled i went out to this lake called quarry um in Alora or something like that yeah it was really nice it was nice on like saturday and just chilled at the lake with some people um and then yeah just pretty low-key pretty i was pretty busy promoting the podcast so were there a lot of people out yeah it was it's definitely getting busier and they're opening yeah. up yeah here waterloo right now is second phase already um and toronto's not till for a while so like things are fully going everything's open up here now malls are opening friday patios are opening friday and like people are going on about it like it's normal so it's weird but yeah what when you say here you mean waterloo though right yeah okay yeah because that's like a smaller demographic um I think, yeah, I think here things are opening up, but obviously a little bit slower than other places. But at the same time, too, like, you still see a lot of people who are out and about now, and, like, it's a lot more than before. So definitely seems like it's over for the Rona, at least for the rest of the summer, I will say that. But it's – so it's popping up in the States in some places bad again, but we're good here. Do you know what spots those are, though? No. Are you, are you, are you telling me or – 
No, I'm asking, do you know which spots, which oh, spots have like, been I, popping I up? Like, <laughs> like Ohio, all the places that open up. Texas is bad right now. They got like 1,400 new, new ones over the weekend. Um, like that, like places like Texas and Ohio, they thought they were better than everyone and opened up quick, so. Yeah, because that's the thing I was curious about, just because of the fact that obviously with the protests and stuff and people gathering in large groups, it'd be interesting to see what happened with the numbers and going forward. But even still, I feel people are less scared now. Like they were more scared beforehand and they wanted to continue to stay in. But it seems like people are less scared to go out now and they're and they're not as worried about catching it. Oh, for sure. And everyone's like forgot about it for a large part. Honestly, the, the everyone was good at the um, the the social distancing. Yeah, at that at the Waterloo one though, like everyone was keep like six feet. Everyone had a mask. I think I saw two people with that one. Yeah, they're handing them out there, so it was like pretty good. And people are still rocking masks in that. But yeah, it's kind of bizarre how we just like forgot about it. We we're off Corona and onto racism. Yeah, racism killed the Rona, bro. Yeah, well, I mean, some things are. <laughs> no, I agree. Some things, some things are more important for sure. My mom's at risk, and I'm not risking my mom even for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still got a couple of weeks to self isolate, which yeah. I'm gonna do before I see her. But like, if I was with her at home, I wouldn't be gone. I wouldn't have gone. Fair enough, and that makes sense because that's someone that's close to you. So. Yeah, definitely understand. I get both sides of people are like some things are more important and stuff, but like if you have someone at home or that, it's also a risk. I haven't forgot about it. Like I'm not going to go to a pa- like people want to go to the patio Friday. I'm not going to the patio. Yeah, I think the first few people you got to f- like feel it out. You got to see what happens with them before you make yeah any huge the, decisions. You can't just jump the, out on it. Let's let the rat lab rat idiots out <laughs> go, like test it out. I'm going to watch them for two weeks and then see get a feel for it. I'm not being the first wave. Hell no. Yeah, but I was at the park on the weekend. There was a lot of people out, and not everyone had masks on and stuff like that. So it didn't seem like people were that scared of being out. And even, like, walking back home from it, like, a lot of people were walking the streets just, like, like it was a regular day in Toronto. Yeah, people aren't walking so, around you anymore. Like, before... Yeah, be like, yeah, people weren't, like, like avoiding walking by you or anything like that. I'm still trying to do that, like, as much as I can. And, like, a bunch of people were running and playing basketball yesterday. And they invited me to go, but I was like, nah, man, I'm not doing five on five. <laughs> it's so weird, though, like, trying to navigate that situation where someone looks at you and they're like, should I walk around this guy or should I wait I'm... for him to pass? Like, it's just just such a weird dynamic to have to, like, think about. Yeah, no, it was. It, honestly, it was nice. I went to the lake, which is usually packed. Like, sometimes you can't even get into it. And there's only, like, 20 people there. It was a hella nice day. And I had, like, a whole part of the beach to myself, so... I'll still do the outdoors things, but no, I'm not. It, it is a bit bizarre how it's, like, transformed to going. It's all corona, and then all of a sudden it just, like, snap your fingers, it's gone. Just like Sylvia Brown predicted. God. Do you believe in psychics? Um, yes. Of course, you're Haitian. They love that too. Sacrifice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh to an extent yes um i don't know about like the whole being able to like guess someone's entire future but i think there are people who can tune into like the spiritual realm if you explain the sylvia brown thing so sylvia brown who's a psychic predicted that there in 2020 there would be a severe pneumonia like illness that would spread the globe attacking the lungs and bacterial tubes and resisting all known treatments. Almost more baffling than the illness itself will be the fact that it will suddenly vanish as quickly as it arrived, attacking again years later and then disappearing completely. And she predicted this, I don't know what year, but well before 2020 happened. There's been, but there's been doctors too in like 2017 where like something like this is coming. Yeah, I mean, like you can obviously guess that we were due for some kind of pandemic or something like that because she also did make another one another prediction in 2010 about a flesh-eating disease that was supposed to keep us on lockdown um but that never came to pass so i mean you can definitely guess that something huge is gonna happen yeah but so the, I shoot their shot they throw, they throw <laughs> shit at the wall and see what sticks but the thing is she's two for three though 
Because she also said strides in mental health in the first half of the century will be extraordinary, virtually eliminating the majority of disorders. She should have went into psychology and like, <laughs> magic, man. Like, honestly, those people are such good, like, talkers and, like, grifters. They could do anything else, but they choose to do that shit. Like I said before, because Sylvia Brown also, um, I used to be a big true crime person, and she yeah. told a family who had died, or a family with their daughter had gone missing, that they were dead. Then the family, the parents passed away, and they found the daughter locked up in some crazy guy's base in five years. So she's actually ruined lives, too. Yeah, that's nuts. Because, like, her parents died thinking that her that their daughter died. Yeah. the fucked up thought. Weird heaven, and now they're just chilling, like, where's our daughter? But the thing is with this, like, she didn't only make the prediction, though. She said it was going to disappear, this, like, almost as quickly as it came by. Oh, she said that part? Yeah. And by the looks of it, with what just happened, it's kind of looking like that's the way that this is going. Right Bro, now. You're, you're a college education away from being able to <laughs> Like, if, <laughs> if you didn't get, if you weren't around, like, education and stuff, this guy would be posting on truthers and the world being flat right now. Oh, man. Mama's always the one to give him, like, let me hear you, let me hear you out. Well, yeah, I, you got to hear both sides. Like yeah, Jesus I mean, and Meryl yeah. said, you got to listen to both sides. You can't just <laughs> form your opinion off of the one thing that you're told. You got to yeah, you you research. Yeah, mind as me, but you're, you're like, uh, you're one fruit loop away, buddy. <laughs> I mean, yo, some of them do have credence, though. There are some conspiracy theories out there that do make hey, we're sense. We're not going into this. I After- agree. <laughs> Where we draw After the looking line. At them. Where we draw the line is always so much further. We can we can agree though that the flat flat Earth one is the most stupidest one on the planet. That one just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's the worst one because it's literally been proven like millions of times that the Earth's not flat. That's definitely the worst one. And What's there's it? like there's no gain for the Earth being flat. So that's oh. the thing that doesn't make like that doesn't make sense with the theory. The bad ones too though are the Sandy Hook one where they said they're actors. Okay, yeah, that one's like those ones are crazy. They're going to the parents and be like, your kid didn't even exist, and their kid just got. Mow down by an AK at seven years old. Yeah, those ones. Those ones are crazy and wild. <laughs> this nigga loves himself some nine eleven though. <laughs> I will not confirm nor deny my thoughts on that on this podcast. Um, but if you do want to know, message me in private. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> that's yeah. all I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Do you see the Democrats taking a knee though? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We're in the Kente class. Shout out to Ghana. I feel like we're being trolled on a like global level right now. Like there's no way the optics of it. Like I'm th- my PR applications to jobs are going to be like, yeah, I just wouldn't do that. Hire me. <laughs> Dude, it's next level. And it's, it's so unnecessary. That's the thing. Like all these people doing the things like even Trudeau took a knee. Right. And it's like all of Twitter was clowning them because they're like, this is the guy who can literally make the change like you're out there doing these photo ops but yet you could be the one to make the change in real life and that's all we want like we don't want you to be out there co-opting and doing the photo op type shit like literally just put pen to paper and make shit happen and it's like that's the same thing with the democrats like we don't care about you guys there's no need for you guys to take the knee and wear the kentic cloth just to prove to some people that you think that think that you're with them like there's no need for that for the votes like literally just make shit happen and we will vote for you. They're doing everything they can to not do something. Literally. That's literally what the Dems are doing. Like, there was that one, like, the Minnesota one, he was holding hands, doing all that, and then someone just straight up got on the mic, was like, well, are you actually going to change anything? The guy's like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Taking a knee and singing, like, Kumbaya. And the people oh. were just like... But Minnesota got done, though, too, so shout out to them. Yeah, they've. Uh, there's actually been a lot of change coming from... The protests and stuff like that. I told y'all. So uh, they are looking to. I think they are. Defund- I think they're abolishing their police. Yeah, they're not mistaken. Seriously, defunding it and putting money towards um, like more social work and stuff along those lines, which is what everyone needs. Which is what it should be. Yeah. Because when you think about it, like I don't know if you've seen some of the budgets, but literally I saw one for I think it was California. I'm not sure if it's California, but it's one of the cities in the states. And the budget for the police was $6 billion. Yeah. And you look at the budget for everything else, like emergency funds, schooling, education, edu- yeah, education um, and um, health, health stuff. And it was like a f- not even a fraction. Like it was like, it was like a sliver. Yeah, all those combined didn't even uh, add up to the, to the police's budget. Like it didn't even come close. 
you have like tiny towns with like 30,000 people and their police stations are getting $500,000 tanks. What do you need a tank for in a town of like 40,000 people? Yeah, the militarization of the police is insane. And then I don't know if you've seen, but people have been posting like the cop departments that have Lamborghinis now. What? Yeah, they've been roasting them on, on Twitter saying like, you guys are driving in Lamborghinis. Like, you don't need that money. That's insane. Man. So it's like, yeah, they should be defunded. And those, that money should go into the things that benefit the city and benefit other resources to help. Um, but I did see this discussion as well, too, on Twitter. I wanted to ask you a question. Like, when have you ever had to call the police? Me? Honestly, never. I've never called the police. Like, in your lifetime, never had to call. Never. I've had laptops, stuff stolen. <laughs> and you're just like, fuck it? Yo, my first memory is my, my dad, someone broke into our house, and my dad didn't call. He just, he literally chased them down, caught, like, one of them, the other two got away, and he held them down. And my mom's like, my mom's like, oh, let me call the cops. And my dad just, like, shit kicked him and then let him go. Because my dad's from Detroit, and he knows. I've never called the police, man. I don't think I ever would. They're not going to get your shit back. Like, yeah. I, I, like, I've never, it's never even popped across my mind. Like, one time I got an argument with my roommate. Like, I just, like, arguing. Um, and she called the cops on me. I was like, are you kidding me? Wow. Yeah. Like, straight up, not even close to her. Like, just, I was on the top of the stairs, she at the bottom. And the cop's like, what are you doing? Um, but, yeah, I would, I would never, never call the cops in my life. You, get, um, you didn't get in trouble or anything? Like, nothing happened? No, the cops were just like, well, did like, he hit you or something? She's like, no. It was just like, you're just being rude and stuff. <laughs> and, she's like, and they're like, what the fuck is your problem? Don't bother us again. And, yeah, but, like, no, I don't, I don't know. Have you ever called them? No, I've had them called on me. Um, but, <laughs> I've had them call on me a bunch, but. But, no, I have never had to actually make the call for them. The thing was, though, the issue where I where I, it got called on me was it was just me and my friends, we were hanging out at um at a school, like, late night or whatever, and we were just, like, chilling outside and, like, on the property. And then someone in the neighborhood, I guess we were just making too much noise, they, like, saw us. And I guess they assumed we were going to, like, break into the school. So they called the cops, and then the cops came and were just like, what are you guys doing? And, like, we're just like, oh, we're just chilling here. And the, it, the, the answer we gave the cops was we were looking for ghosts, which is literally what we were doing because one of my friends was, like, telling us how this place was haunted. Yeah. And we'd been, like, smoking weed or whatever. So we are just like, all right, let's go check this place out and see what it's like just to see if it actually is haunted. This was in high school. So we were, we were genuinely looking to see if there was ghosts involved. And the cop was like, you were looking for ghosts? And, and we were high as shit. And we're like, yeah, we were looking for ghosts. And they're yeah. just like, okay. Like, that's like the dumbest thing ever. And then basically, they ran our uh, IDs and their yeah. scanners or whatever. And then nothing came up. So they're just like, all right, you guys can just like go. But don't like hang around here. Um, but basically, they're like, yeah, like one of these houses called and was concerned about you guys trying to break into the school. And literally all the houses on the street, none of the lights were on except for one. So we're like, oh, obviously it was this one house. Well, the cop was like, no, no, I was just like one of these houses in the area. But we clearly knew which one called. It's all older people that like will call the cops and stuff. But I don't know, I'm not trying to, I'm not putting that on. Like you said, there's so many times. Also, I don't want that on my conscience, man. Like there's so many mental, like people have done mental health checks. This happened in Ontario times too. Like someone acting up. I'd like I'll call the ambulance or something like non-emergency. Yeah. But like we've seen so many people, it turn out worse once the police arrive. Um, so like in my mind, since I've been like twenty, I wouldn't even like consider that. I think maybe in high school, I was like, "Mom, call the police." But like, and yeah, adult, the older you get, you kind of realize. Hell no. And that's the thing. A lot of people on Twitter were saying the same thing. Like they've the ones who had had to call like when they came, nothing really happened. Like the situation didn't get resolved or the situation was made worse. Like there's very few people who said like they actually resolved the situation. And that's why part of this like defund the police thing kind of makes sense is because like they're given so much responsibility to deal with matters that don't necessarily need their assistance yeah. in those matters. So you're better off funding other, other ventures that are going to actually help people in yeah. certain situations more so than having a cop come by and tell you that like, Oh, well I can't do anything about the situation or you're lying about this situation or this is useless for my time or whatever. They need like and mental health and social worker experts on like Vancouver. I know started that 
and they have like nurses that are like right along with the cops to get go to um emergencies and stuff yeah like eight years trained for that and that's what we need more like there's a statistic out and this is the states obviously but like out of the hundred like reports made for like assault maybe like seven actually faced some sort of like arrest and then like three were actually like prosecuted like regular assault yeah and then for like and then for rape it was like out of the hundred like 20 were arrested and then only three actually were really charged and stuff yeah that seems kind of high i would think it would be way less than 20 no this is just like actually like the cops even showed up or found them i think it was oh. like four only four actually like then went to court and stuff oh, okay true because you said arrest so i was like oh i felt like that would no be like the cops will come and like whatever we like char- like have it down like on the charts that like actually go through the court system maybe prosecuted it's like it was like three or four for rape and maybe like eight or nine for um, robbery and something like that. They're yeah. all, every, every statistic though was below 20 out of a hundred. Yeah. Cause I've heard numerous times from like women, pretty much like sexual assault, like rarely gets, uh, rarely gets like even an arrest at the least. Right. So that's why I was kind of confused about that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of like, I'm down for this reform if that's what they're, willing to do um i know saunders in toronto like the chief of police stepped down as well too um down yeah yeah yeah. at the end i believe it's the end of july if i'm not mistaken or the beginning of july one or the other and then i've seen some people rally for like them getting defunded as well too like the toronto police services so i mean we'll see what happens with that yeah it's just i don't know it's it it's but like we saw like i said we're seeing it were okay i know for a fact in one of the older episodes we talked about this last week i said with the corona thing i'm actually like semi like something big is gonna happen i know for a fact i said in one of the episodes like something i think that was last week no no <laughs> or the week like, before when this corona thing I was like people are gonna start like losing their jobs and stuff like that we're gonna this is the biggest chance we have to see like a change in society oh i went for i thought it was gonna be like capitalism and things along those lines um but i mean this is similar to it I mean that's still that's still like a moving piece of this though. It's still yeah because like, yeah we haven't had like the crash yet so I mean who knows what's gonna happen going forward. But I did read a piece of like I think it was twenty five, I believe I think it was twenty five, um, like billionaires have made way more money in the past like three months. Oh yeah, billionaires have been eating so. That gap could just be getting larger and larger, and who knows what's going to happen. But people are starting to notice it more, though. As they should. (laughs) Yeah, it's only time till we eat them. (laughs) See, if you you had said this before, I'd be like, oh, Gabe's all about this. Now now I don't even know if you're you're even about that movement. What do you mean? I don't know if you're about, I don't know if you're about eating the rich, bro. I've been called a communist before this even started. <laughs> yeah, but when shit goes down, are we going to be able to rely on you? That's my point. We are. I'm going to, you'll, you'll see me up. <laughs> Knife and fork, handkerchief tucked in, ready when for the, when the, <laughs> right in front of me. Tonight we dine, fellas. And I'll just be slowly eating Jeff Bezos. Oh, man. <laughs> so. His eyes look weird. They all look evil. That, 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 <laughs> that might be the spot you have to go for first. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll go for it. Uh, <laughs> back to the police, though, real quick. Do you see the video of the New York cops crying about about how they're portrayed in the media? Yo, the optics was crazy for that. What was <laughs> Dude, it was so funny, man. I could not stop laughing at this video. And I don't know if you saw Rex Chapman's uh, edited version, but it's a hundred times funnier than the original. Oh, with like the, all the cut, the cuts with like yeah, with the brutality. yeah, with the cuts of the police brutality. Yeah, that was man. It's such a bad look. Like, who is telling these people to do that? <laughs> no one. Like, they couldn't. That's stop. the problem. No one's. No one's telling them they shouldn't be doing it. They just think that it's a good idea. And they all look the same. Like your typical fifty-year-old middle-aged bald, like chubby dude sitting there, and he's having a literal tantrum, like the way your seven-year-old child would. There was not one minority in that entire group. Not of cops. one single one. <laughs> And literally, like, it was actually so embarrassing, too. And, like, you could tell he didn't, they didn't want, they don't want a quality. Like, the way he was talking about respect, he didn't mean respect. He wanted authority. He wanted people to bow down to him. You know what I mean? Like, the way yeah, he was yeah. like, we need respect. Like, their idea of respect is be afraid of them. 
and fund them, give them money and do what they say. Yeah. Anything else to them is not appropriate. And that's the thing, like a lot of the people who I know who want to be cops usually have that like power complex. Oh yeah. Like they want to be in the situations where people have to listen to them and like have to do whatever they're told. They're a bunch of high school bullies who got C grade average. Exactly. And like didn't have anything else going for them. And now this is a way for them to enact their power on the world and type shit like that. So it's not surprising at all that they were crying, but yeah, if you haven't seen it, check out the video. It's literally the funniest thing ever because it's a full grown man crying about the fact that he's been treated poorly in these past two weeks. And the responses are even funnier because it's like you guys are crying and having a tantrum about being treated the way black people have been treated for years. Yeah, it's so embarrassing. So. Yeah, I didn't actually know that's actual Rex Chapman either. What do you mean you didn't know that it was actually Rex Chapman? He's like a 50-year-old like NBA player who runs like a meme account. Yeah, well, that, that's what he's doing in retirement, bro. I know, which is like... Got, all the time on his hands. I thought it was like an early 30s, like, just he used that as like a handle, like a random, like decent white player but it's actually rex chapman yeah to be honest i actually didn't know that either i just felt like clowning (laughs) (laughs) i literally just felt like clowning you (laughs) i think he was on the it was what team he was oh man he was a good player on like cleveland like he was like what he'd be like the equivalent of like a rudy gay like you get buckets um but wasn't like anything special or anything like that didn't have tons of success but was a good player uh, on to some music real quick. Kendrick Lamar re-enters the Billboard charts with the Pimp a Butterfly, which is pretty dope. I saw a little people calling him out for the fact that he wasn't out protesting at first, um, even though eventually he did make his way through the, the protests in California. Yeah, but so at the same time, too, like this is a guy who dedicated his entire life to like pointing out these injustices through his music. Yeah. No, so if there's someone who's down for the cause, it's like, it's this guy who literally has made his career about this situation. So I don't get why people were shitting on him for not seeing so him Because people so righteous there. on Twitter. Like, it's I'm, so stupid. It's insane. Like, people were calling out Jay Cole, too, before he went and stuff like that. But he was there, like, almost, like, I think it was later, like, day two. So like, I know, but I saw it was Jay Cole. Like, I remember the first day, people were like, where's Jay Cole and stuff? I was like, this nigga, like, rides his bike around New York solo and stuff, like... Give me a break. There's still a disease going around, too. Like, people are going to, like, as soon as they're out there, people are going to go, like, hang all over them and stuff, too. So, that was yeah. too And a lot of people just can't be satisfied with anything. It's like, if, you, if you're doing it, if you're doing it, they have an issue. If you're not doing it, they have an issue. Like, you can't win either way. You do, you're, you're, you're dead if you do, you're dead if you don't, pretty much. That's just Twitter for you, though. Normal people don't think like that as much. <laughs> You don't think so? I think they do, though. That's a problem. I think they do when they're not on... No, sorry. I think they do when they're behind their phone. But then I agree with you. I think when you're outside in real life, then you don't have those ideations. Yeah, for sure. I think it's only when you're, like, behind your phone that you feel the need to think that way. I definitely notice people definitely trying to go viral, like, just shooting their shots with, like, to get that Twitter clout and stuff, like, accusing people of things and stuff like that. Yeah. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but do you know the KKK is not a terrorist organization in the States? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, that is fucking wild to me. Which I, cause like, I think tech, like they can't label something that's domestic, a terrorist or something like that. I don't know. But didn't they just say Antifa was a terrorist? Yeah. Thing? Trump literally just said it. <laughs> but I don't think they, the FBI actually labeled it that. True. Okay. That's, that's fair enough. Yo. I'm pretty sure there is a way for them to do it, though. Yeah, I, of course. They're protecting them. Like, he, no one's even said anything about, like, the, um, about the, like, yeah, it's insane that they're not. I guess the argument was people were like, oh, it's technically not, like, a group. Like, each city's its own thing, and they just label themselves that. Like you, But, like, I don't know, man. Is it that surprising, though, with America these days? Not at all. <laughs> Especially with... Um... It's history. It, it it makes sense. Like you can see it, but it's just fucked up to think about the fact that like it's been outwardly like racist its entire existence. Yeah. Like you've seen it happen. It's not like it's it'd be different if it was like an organization that kind of kept it like secret and you had to like find examples of it. But the fact that it's just been so outwardly, it's just like shocking that 
they just haven't made that change yet in any kind of fashion. And I don't think, I don't really, have, I haven't heard anyone who actually has the power to even suggest that it should be. You know what I mean? Like people have been saying on Twitter and stuff, but I haven't heard. Yeah, anyone. yeah, yeah, that's true. Like the, it's insane how they get away with like the white supremacy people of not being labeled terrorists and them labeling Antifa, which isn't, is truly not an organization. It's anti-fascist, which is just the name of something. You're against fascism. But yeah. some other president is calling them. You see his tweet. Okay, this is, this is, honestly, this is where I draw the line. Right? <laughs> this is, this is where. Is this, this a 70 year old, 75 year old yeah, man? Yeah, Trump's tweet about being like faking it, like deep state bullshit. Like, man, I, I don't want to be late. Like if I say something the wrong thing on this podcast, the FBI will be at my door. But it's insanity how no one has rushed the bill. Like that just took it too far. The 75 year old man who's been anti um, nukes and been a peace protester for 35, 40 years. Trump labels him as an antagonist and a terrorist. This 75 year old man is probably going to die. You don't get a hit, head hit like that and survive or you come back up the same, bleeding from his ear. I see people on Twitter being like, it's fake blood. Yeah, and I saw people saying that he had like a blood pack in his head or something like that. People losing the fucking mind. They said that cell phone in his hand. Like, why didn't he drop it? That's obviously like a police radio scanner and stuff like that. It's like, <laughs> he's in the hospital right now. Like, literally thousands of people have seen him. Doctors have treated him. And they're like, he's an antagonist, like a deep state fake and stuff. And it's like... I'm actually losing my mind with the stupidity of people. I can't, <laughs> I cannot handle how dumb. And I, I actually like, I, I do rage porn. I go through Twitter and I look at all the comments and there's, I would say 15% of people are agreeing with the president, which is way too many, way too many. So like, I, I, I just can't, man. I can't. Yeah. Dude, dude, the thing with some of those though, is that like, it depends on who you're clicking on because the person you click on is usually where you're going to, like some tweets you're going to find people, most of them agreeing, but then others you'll find it be like the opposite. Like there are some tweets where I see it's mostly people who are against Trump. And then there's some tweets where I see where it's a bunch of people agreeing with them. True. But the fact that even say he gets 40,000 comments and there's over a thousand agreeing with them is way too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. That's true. Wow. Like, ha- like honestly, 10% of America is mentally ill. Like to, like how detached from reality you have to believe some of the things put out there yeah. is insane i'll go i actually have a topic for next one that's actually interesting i won't go into now but like the amount of people are actually becoming so like susceptible to misinformation it's like i, I refuse to believe it i think like they must be like mentally off in the head because it's so like unbelievable yeah that's the problem with it it's like we're just so quick to t- attach ourselves to the first piece of information and then everyone would like whatever confirms your bias is what you're essentially going to believe and what you're going to push forward. So that's why we get stuck in it so much because someone will say something you'll be like, Oh, this sounds perfectly reasonable to them. And then they just push that narrative forward without doing any time to search and research other ideas or anything that counterbalances what, what they're saying. Cause I was seeing those same things too. I was seeing people saying, Oh, he has his legs crossed on the ground. He's clearly still alive and faking it. I'm like, bro, he just got pushed down. And yeah, even people- even yeah. Trump's even Trump's tweet was insane because he's like, he fell harder than he got pushed. What the yeah. fuck does that mean? People, people were like, why? Like, no one falls that way. Do you know how 76-year-old bodies work? Like, yeah. like who, who stumbles like that? I'm like, my mom's 16, she stumbles. Like, what? Like, people are so detached from reality or, like, want to believe what they want to believe. And he's holding a cell phone. Like, what is this thing in his hand? Like, it must be a police scanner. Nigga, you've never seen a cell phone before? You've never seen a cell phone? Like... People are just detached from reality. They want to believe what they want to believe. And like, yeah, they were making it seem like he was trying to infiltrate them and like destroy their communications, which would make zero sense because of the fact that they're literally all walking beside each other. So how yeah. would that make any sense if he was trying to disrupt their communication? And where they like, it was nuts. Like, don't get me wrong. So I've noticed even the last couple of weeks, I've retweeted things that weren't correct. But that's I went and read it, and like actually, then I would like if I was okay, if I feel this is a big deal, I retweet it. Like I go and read all the information. And I've deleted some of my tweets like immediate five minutes after once I read up like on it. Other people just literally go upon their day like, don't care if it's real or not. Sounds about right. Let's fire this thing out into the universe. Yeah, I've seen that too because I've seen it in the comments where some girl got like she posted something and someone else like proved her wrong on her situation. And she was just like, oh, I don't care. I'm just going to keep my original posted. Like, I don't care yeah. if I'm wrong. Oh, they'll be like, oh, things like this do happen though. It's like, but this didn't happen. Like people I like agree with and that have been on like kind of my side, but the information's wrong. 
Like, and they just refuse. They just backpedal and like refuse to acknowledge they can possibly be wrong. I'm wrong all the time. Yeah, I'm open to changing my opinion if I'm wrong on something. I don't understand. Nothing wrong with that. I have such a hard time like being like, you're wrong. Like, I'm wrong all the time. I think it's like, I think it's just like we're we're built to always want to be right though. Like, it's in our school system. Like, you have to be right or else your scene is dumb. So, like, I honestly, I walk back a bit of my my protest burn it all down thing like we're making movements without that and like if we can prove that we can do that i'll gladly be wrong you know what i mean like yeah about the riots and violence and stuff like that's i'm i have no problem being wrong i hope i'm wrong and like i will say that on podcasts like i just don't understand why people have such trouble being like no i misunderstood that yeah i agree i don't know just uh it is what it is. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll kill you. But yeah, do you do we miss anything? Is there anything else we want to touch on before we wrap this up? I don't think we need to shout out, but justice for Brianna Taylor. Oh yeah, I was I was gonna we say need, everyone, I think everyone basically knows about it. There's nothing we can say that people agree or disagree with. Obviously. Yeah, but the murderers are still out there though, so the work isn't done. The work is not done, but there's still a lot of things that need to be done. Yeah, and I mean a lot of lot of like hundreds of these police officers still need. Honestly, I like Twitter too. Like how people, when someone goes viral, even it has nothing to do with like Black Lives Matter. Below the next tweet is is people like spreading that information and stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like people still retweeting for justice for her and stuff like that. Because that's the thing. Like we have kind of gone back from like the momentum that we gained. It's definitely died down a bit. Um, but it's good to see that people are still pushing the narrative regardless of like the other topics that are out there now. Oh, like it's, sure. it's kind of, it's, it's a part of pop culture now, essentially. Yeah. And I hope that continues for the rest of the year. Also one more quick thing. I went for a run today and I ate shit and fell on my face in front of a bunch of people. So that was embarrassing. I need to go and walk. <laughs> my hands are literally bleeding because I came right here and <laughs> Hey, wait, did you, did you face plant or did you catch yourself before I you hit the ground? I still hit it. Like, my hands got out late. And, like, everyone was there watching. Shit, that sucks. Because I've had a situation where I face planted into the ground, but I was also drunk at the time. And it was, <laughs> it was a decision between either saving my sub or saving my face. And because of how hungry I was after that drunk night, I decided to save my sub, <laughs> which required me getting a huge cut on my face and the scab being one of the nastiest scabs I've ever oh, seen in my yeah. life. I'm pick- um, I have a bunch of rocks in my hand as we speak. So. Oh, yeah, that's the worst. Some of those don't, some of those don't leave, by the way. Some of those just traverse your so body for the rest of your life. I'm picking it out right now. <laughs> Let's end this episode. I'm going to sit in the bath. I'm sure I definitely had some rocks in my skin as a kid that just like yeah, never left. still there. <laughs> war wounds but yeah all right that'll do it for episode 59 of the pops culture podcast thank you guys for listening as always we'll continue to drop these episodes every thursday so be out on the lookout for those uh continue to like rate review subscribe follow and share on whatever platform you happen to listen to uh it helps us get ranked and noticed and found out and it's a huge bonus to us so we'd appreciate if you guys could do that And yeah, we will see you guys next week for episode 60. The big six of hope. 60. Yeah. Yo, it's almost like 100 in total. I know you don't like to count them, but I still think recording 100 times is pretty wild. It is. No, I think 100 is good to to commemorate for sure. I think like the the, like 50 is good and like 100 is good. All the other numbers are just like whatever to me. True, true. But yeah. All right. Peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 